And now we present some cool, crisp, godlike beat poetry by the one and only Antonio, the poet Ramirez. Winging it, winging it, oh sweet creation of mine. Oh darling, can't you see you take so much of my goddamn time? Unwanted, unconstructed, unplanned, Ed? I'm like a leaf blowing through the wind with no ground to fall upon. Help me! I don't know what to do. Will you listen? Listeners, and welcome to Wing It, the unplanned podcast with me, Tonio, the person that you think is gay, but is actually straight Ramirez. And today I am here with a very special guest. Not only is she a great friend of Natalie's, but she is actually an inspiring author and also is the top 10 bookseller on Amazon for women in poetry. Here is Michelle Garcia. Woo! Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so thrilled to be talking and honored. Like, wow, I'm, I get to wing it with you. <laughs> Wild. Uh, you know what? You're probably the first person to name drop my own podcast. To wing it. Yeah. I thought about that right when I was talking. Uh, uh, I was yeah. like, I feel like feel like I have to do it. I cannot hold that back. You know, back. it's an ongoing <laughs> joke from the last episode that... Um, I sometimes name drop a little bit too much. So it's nice that my guests name drop before me. So I don't feel exactly. like I am I'm here to back yeah, it up. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but overall, before we start, like with everything, how have you been, Michelle? How, how's just like everything going in general? I've been good. I've been good. I'm in a period of transition. Um, I graduated this past May and now I'm, I'm back home. Um, and it's weird because I feel like college is such a, such a bubble and leaving it is almost catastrophic, but I am good. I am back in Nova um, with my parents and I've just been hanging out trying to rest because I feel like that's what I need yes, right now. Definitely. I feel like just with any college <laughs> student can say like when they come back to their hometown, it's just like, oh, 
finally I can finally rest. I know. No, it's it's yeah, it's weird because I I don't know. It, it it almost feels like I'm I'm 17 again and home, which is not always the best because I don't know. I feel like I've I've grown a lot since then, so it's kind of hard to relate to that person anymore. But at the same time, it does feel different because you're older, you have different memories. Um, you know, yeah, it's crazy. And it's kind of weird. It's just weird to be back. Yeah, yeah. right. Because like I feel like with when you're older, don't you like feel like I don't know if you get this, but recently I've been getting flashbacks of like old memories to when I was like really young as I grow up older and I'm realizing, wow, I'm turning into adult. I'm getting like more flashbacks as a child. Do you ever like get that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like definitely as I've gotten older, I can kind of remember more. Um, And not necessarily like I didn't remember before, but I feel like having more space between like those different time periods really like I don't know, trigger something in your mind that that makes you remember like things from way back in the past, you know? No, yeah, I totally understand. Like it's it's just crazy to think that because, you know, you're graduated next year. I'm going to graduate soon. So it's it, it goes by fast. I know. Like it's it's so it's it so sad when like you can have everything into like a cliche, but like life really does go fast once you like start to ponder everything. You're like, wow this sucks but it's also amazing at the same time and I don't know how to feel at this moment right now I know I can't I feel like I'm constantly tied between like life moves so fast and life moves so slow I feel like the majority of my life so I've lived in in Woodbridge Virginia my whole entire life and um I don't know there's something about living in one place for 18 years and then you know 21 now now that I'm home it's just it's so strange I think just just living in two different worlds and not knowing um if you know like what's next like you know what you know what the past is like because it's it's familiar so yeah I moving on is yeah I can kind of relate to that as well because I've lived in this like area Glen Allen for my entire life I was born in Suffolk uh, which is more of southern like Virginia and then like I moved up here and like same as you like 18 19 years I've been in the same area and you get wow that's that's so yeah cool. and you get familiar with it so it's kind of crazy so yeah. yeah it it definitely has inspired a lot of my thinking I think um because not a lot of people have that experience I know a lot of my friends especially since um I'm in Nova are in the like their parents are in the military and they're constantly moving from one state to another and since I don't have that experience it feels like I'm so rooted in my own life I don't know it's it's so hard to explain but I feel like those roots are so strong and it's hard to imagine like anything else other than like you know you know this place and this place is part of you and this this place you call home is just you know it's a permanent thing in some way no definitely well on to segue on to a little bit of the center of winging it. Um, do you, you've listened to this, um, this podcast before, correct? Yes, I have. So you kind of know what's coming up. Um, as, um, said by my good friend, Mason, we have Wowie, which is the wheel of winging it. Um, and yeah, I know. Right. It's a nice little acronym there. Shout out to Mason thinking about that it's nice and catchy great job no i i honestly am glad that we didn't go with the wingy at wheel because it would just be like will or like which yeah it's too hard right yeah exactly but um 
we have a bunch of categories here. We have five. We have some that have been inspired by you because, you know, as I'm going to plug one more time, you just got out <laughs> of college and you already have a published book. Um, so some, <laughs> So some is inspired by that as I have some things like, you know, how you grew up, because I know that Cul-de-Sac Angels, which is her book, has been inspired about, you know, Woodbridge, where you grew up. Um, yeah. And we talk and the other topics that are related to that is the power of poetry, because I know that you are very Ooh. invested into that. And I could love <laughs> your, some of your inspiration from that. Then we have students yeah. and one of the viewers suggested this students in the American dream, but I just want to say like students and I want to say the college dream instead. Cause I feel like that's more accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then another thing that I have uh, based off your preferences is of course animals. Cause I know you have a cute little dog. I do. And, Luigi. <laughs> and we have one fun one call with, about candy bar supremacy and which candy bar is better. Oh, incredible. Okay, so, cool. That's interesting. Are you ready Hype. to figure out what the first topic is? I am ready. Okay. Let's go. It's winging it time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Power of poetry. Now, I would like to ask, okay. like, wh okay. when did you first get into, like, literature, literature, especially poetry? As you can see, I need some literature to pronounce words. But when did you... You're good. You're good. Thank you. But when did you <laughs> first get inspired by just poetry inspired. in general? Yeah. Okay, so I have always been reading and I've always been writing. Um, I think that's kind of my first memory. I can't think of like an exact memory, but I think in all my, in my mind, it's just, you know, that's the first thing I really ever did or ever remember doing. And I started writing um, like short stories and uh, just like nonfiction pieces, I think um, throughout my life, but I mostly started really getting into it like late elementary school and, and onward. Um, but it wasn't until I think 2013 or 2014, it was in eighth grade where I was, you know, as eighth graders are very angsty <laughs> and, and moody and a mess. And I feel like there was just this, this feeling that I needed to capture it and I needed to do it in a way that wasn't a story. So I, that was when I was like, okay, let's try writing you know, a stupid poem. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> wow, like that's kind of amazing because I've always been in awe with people who are able to read. I know that sounds so weird, but- uh, <laughs> I mean, but, to each their own, it's hard. Honestly, yeah. I haven't read a book. And of course, I'm not talking about, you know, the college books that I read for college. I totally read, <laughs> never done totally read the whole entire book, professors. But- um. No, like I haven't read an actual book in like, I want to say it's close to three, four years. It, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's just been on and off. And I, I don't know why. I think it's like a mix between like of just like losing a little bit of interest and like connection because I'm a person who like, like what I like and I want to be mm -hmm. entertained with like a lot of stuff. And I feel like stuff like that you produce your own knowledge and also like take your time with your own knowledge, like with literature and with writing, it's hard to find people like those now because now we live in a society where it's just like quick technology all the time. Like, oh, I want to see a three minute recap of this book or like, oh, I just want to yeah. watch a YouTube video and I've fallen into that. And it's just amazing that like you've kept with, kept with it, but not only just kept with it, but like expanded <laughs> on what you thought. 
Thank you. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it all kind of also stemmed from like a place of just kind of feeling disconnected. Um, I don't know. I think like all of us right now are going, are growing up in like the age of new media. Like, I don't know. I was talking earlier with my mom and she was like, um, I feel like you guys are the last like generation in air quotes. Cause you know, what's a generation? Um, she was like, I feel like you guys were the last like set to really, um, like not be surrounded by technology, like Twi- all of this, like new ways of like talking, like, like uh, the specific kind of, of technology, you know? No. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of crazy to think that like when I was born, like the first iPhone just came out, I think if I'm getting my years, really? if I'm getting my years right, I'm pretty sure that it was early two thousands when the first iPhone ever came out. Yeah. I think it wasn't a big thing yet, but I feel like, yeah probably the earlier models sorry never mind it wasn't in 2001 it was in <laughs> did you look it yeah, up it was in 2007 that does not feel right though because i feel like they've always been there but like not necessarily been popular. yeah right um, like i will i remember that my first phone i remember that my parents got me a flip phone and everybody had like ipods in middle school <gasps> but i really no, wanted a I- blackberry I thought the Blackberries were sick. Oh, I sick. wanted Blackberries so yeah. bad. Yeah, no, I, I wanted one like you know how it has like the little mouse pad in the center and it was yes. like a ball that you rolled. And I just I wanted. And I just like how like you could click like the buttons. It just felt I, so oh satisfying. I miss it so much. My first phone was well, first it was a flip phone, and then it turned into one of those like slide up phones with like the keyboard that comes mm-hmm. out. And I remember loving that feeling of like the crisp click on a phone. And like now we don't have that because it's all on touch screens. And so I don't know. I wish there was a keyboard on an iPhone. I wish it popped out. Ooh. And like I could just use it like a typewriter. I miss it. It's so it's it, there's a satisfaction. You shouldn't give any it. I like Apple any ideas because you know that they're gonna make it, but make it like so steep like, in price. <laughs> like insane, like double the price of a regular phone. No, it's gonna be like an add-on. I, like I, I remember watching a video. Yeah. Like a long time back when YouTube was good and um, just seeing, <laughs> um, do you know who Ryan Higa is? I, I've heard of him or, or of them, but I don't, I don't yeah, like know. Yeah. Like he made, him. he made like a video of just like how like the new iPhone just had like a bunch of add-ons and it just upped the price. Yeah. Like it was like the iPhone only costs like a hundred dollars, but like with all these add-ons, it goes up to like, you know, like 10k or something like that and it's kind of crazy because like even though that was like a joke it's like as you grow older i was like yeah iphones are actually kind of cheap bro yeah they're not like superior by any means to any other device i mean you know i feel like they're marketed really well and like streamlined so that you know they're kind of i guess the common denominator but like they're it's not that special like (laughs) (laughs) it is literally it's just a phone like it's a smartphone you know now i have a question since you are so like just gifted in like just editing literature what what do you mean no (laughs) (laughs) yikes (laughs) (laughs) well you are you are very gifted and i'm well like you know you're very talented and i like i've seen like what you've done and just the way that you just speak in general just like you know you have a author's aura to you and I I just want to know that like do you like ever still get like tracked down or like 
engulfed in like the digital world still nowadays? I do. I am. I feel like horribly influenced by it. You know, like even in my writing, I feel like it's so hard to be intentional. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Like what, what's some examples that you see that like, do you think that if you took something out from like your technological te- technological influence that like would improve your writing or like make it more genuine? Because it seems like with technology, right? You can't escape technology because it's been so ingrained into our society that some things that you want to write about, it's hard to stray away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I feel like technology or like the ability to, I guess, like look things up really quickly or like, um, just like be instantly connected to whatever it is you want to be connected to. It's so, so hard, um, you know, trying to figure out like, or trying to not be influenced by all that. Cause it's like such a big part of your setting. It's such a big part of like your life. So how do you, how do you, I guess, cope with it? It's, it's so messed up. I kind of hate how, how it just feels like genuine things keep getting covered up by by cheap paint, you know. You see, and you talk about coping. Um, going back to like just with poetry and stuff like that, is that some also coping mechanism that you've had throughout your life? Poetry? Yeah, like just poetry or just writing in general. Because, like you said, you said you've oh, been yeah. writing short stories since you were like young. Yeah, I've been doing it forever. I yeah, my, one of my earliest memories is going to preschool and reading a, a story with like just a bunch of characterizations, like probably a hundred characters in a three-page short story, and that's like kind of the first memory I have is reading that to her, um, to the principal. So (laughs) you wrote, Um, you read it to the principal. I did. I would just roll up and I'm like, Hey, I wrote something. And she was like, Oh, like, okay, let's, let's hear it. And I would be like, okay, cool. And I don't know. I feel like my life has always revolved around writing. Like I turned to it as like you said, a coping, a coping mechanism. Um, and just a way that I think I process things. Cause I, I think I have a lot of trouble perceiving things like, or, or, or kind of understanding when, um, like how, or I don't know, just coping, coping with change and coping in, coping with confusion. I always turn to writing and I always have just because it helps me, I don't know, understand things, make sense of things. I feel like making meaning is like so hard without, um, writing things down at least for me what's been the biggest things that writing has helped you cope with throughout your life yeah I think it started (laughs) back in middle school I was like I I love this boy (laughs) I'm so obsessed with him I'm gonna marry him one day you know the stupid like little puppy love kid things I think that that kind of introduced me to the world of like okay poetry can heal heartbreak in any form you know and then as I got older that turned into like grief and it turned into loss and like turning to poetry I think helped me kind of understand like the super complex emotions that were like constantly plaguing me um and I don't know just all the anxiety growing up and like the beginnings of like I don't know like larger darker things um I feel like when I tried to translate translate that and and make it make it beautiful in its own right like then it was just easier to understand all of it yeah that that's really good 
intel <laughs> and just like just a third eye on like what you experience because what's funny is that I, one thing i just thought of is like we took separate paths on like how we thought we could cope like i'll admit when i was growing up i was a youtube person like i loved watching youtube and mm-hmm. i've been like so ingrained into sometimes technology and not just that but like of course this sounds really weird but like i was a part of like you know just like meme culture in general but i was yeah always interested in like the trans like not the transformation but like the like well like how people like transform stuff like from real life and turn it into online and how that's shared within everybody and i've always been aware of that and it's kind of crazy how like how with you your way of finally branching out and also becoming like a closer vision of your final like form or somebody that you want to be you just wrote a book and like how, <laughs> how well like and how like i'm trying to you know speak out a little bit more branch out just bloom yeah. a little bit is like making this because we talked about this before like i am talking to people like you and i have other people that talk to me that are you know really interested in this and it's a really good way to just connect and it's nice to be able to share a platform and make a product that it's mainly something that you just love doing or yeah something that just connects in general yeah i know i think that's cool i think you know every everyone has their own ways of not even just coping but just i don't know getting through life and making the most out of life like I, I never want to just sit around and like wonder what it would be like if I had done something or like made a different decision. I kind of just would rather do it, you know, no matter the risk. And no, exactly. I, yeah. I always tell, I mean, I, my, some people have asked me, um, like, why did you feel, or like, how did you come to the conclusion that you wanted to share like all of this very personal and raw and unfiltered poetry with the world and I know it feels so counterproductive in a, in a capacity because it's it's so private so you would want to keep it private um or like you know only only like choose your audience you know but for me I just decided like if I want to get rid of these emotions and like turn into a better version of myself I like need to shed a layer and I need I felt this weird com- compelling feeling of like I need to be more vulnerable because I felt, I guess, almost like I was putting on a facade by not sharing these parts of me. And it's kind of like there's just the acceptance of like accepting who you are and also seeing that you have a story to tell that you might affect with other people as well. I get it's a crazy. Sense of that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to me how um people just I guess like re- relate to that, you know, like just hearing about like someone, someone going like this really spoke to me. I'm like, it's, it's insane. Cause we all, we all have ties to each other, you know? And I feel like when you don't like ask or like when you fail to, I guess, connect with people, you, you don't know what those things are. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like that, that's just, it's just amazing and just surreal how like all of that happens and it takes some time to like, you know, wrap your head around it, but it's, nice to just be able to just try the talk or just try to understand like the magnitude of everything because I've already accepted that like I'm not going to understand everything like whether if it's with like technology whether if it's with poetry obviously or like whether if it's just with anything in general it's just 
it's just nice to know scary as well but just nice to know that everybody's connected in a way and there's a way to reach out to people now of days that you couldn't before and it's nice to try to not only take advantage of that of it but like utilize and capitalize on it yeah i feel like one of the major positive things about all this media is that you know you you can connect with people like you were saying that you would have never connected with um I know you mentioned that you're you're talking to people that you haven't talked to in a long time, and it's crazy how like. Um, well, I haven't even talked to you at all, so yeah, this is, like this oh, is yeah, another thing. Right. Yeah, think about you're that. Right. It's so we. It's so this weird. Is, though, like, it feels like, like I've, it's crazy because this is our first interaction, like actual interaction together, right? And it doesn't yeah. feel like it, which is it just shows that like you know having real conversations like makes friendships more or does it say that we are both just lovely people to get to know with each other fantastic yeah exactly but no i totally sorry i cut in (laughs) a little bit there no you're good you're good it was fun (laughs) (laughs) it it was fun all about it it was fun as she like just dies down cries in the corner (laughs) interrupted me i'm having a a terrible time No, but yeah, that is amazing. Um, do you have anything else more to say just about poetry and just general or or do you want to move on to another topic? Um, I don't I don't really know. I'm just I think it's always been my thing, even when I like hadn't discovered yet. I feel like I've always kind of just thought in a I don't want to say poetic way, but a, a, with a mind that would like eventually find poetry. I just I notice things too much and I can't ever let go of them (laughs) so we'll we'll just leave it at that probably i don't know yeah no totally um so i guess we pick another topic is there any of them that you are actually hoping for hmm any of the categories yes let's see hmm no surprise me i can't i can't go in with any it's gonna surprise anyway um you're right i don't know I'm trying Ooh. to think. What do you think? What's it? What do you think is a good like segue? Oh, I don't know. I, I I'm known for my really bad segues. No, but... You're good. We're winging it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> nice one. Well, if we're talking about s- segues, then you're gonna um enjoy this segue because it's about candy bar superiority. <laughs> I I okay. Did you like I'm, that I'm one? Down. Yes, that would be great. No. Before we dive into the deep stuff. (laughs) Well, I think we already touched on... Well, we didn't really touch about deep stuff. We just talked about, like, very obscure, like, just, like, spewing out just stuff that goes in our mind stuff. It's crazy. It was a stream of consciousness. It was just, like, us vibing in the universe. Exactly. (laughs) But with candy bars... Do you like candy bars? I do. What's your favorite? What's your favorite one? I don't... I'm a Kit Kat person. Oh, oh my God, I am too. <gasps> no, oh, it's my favorite. They're so it's my. They're so, they're so good. good. Did you know they oh, came? They yeah. came out with Kit, Kit Kat Minis. I know. Oh they're my so God. Cool. Oh. I can eat so many of those. It's so bad. Uh, I don't even have a really big sweet tooth, really. But 
I can't stay away from, from, from those at all. <laughs> oh my God. Now, now, I'm, now I'm disappointed that you graduated. We could have like shared a Kit Kat. We, yeah, Damn. I know. We could have, that's that's sad. so sad. Hey, it's all right. It's all right. One day, one day, maybe. But yeah, we got to get everyone together. We got to get me you and Natalie together and we'll just vibe. Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Just like with Kit Kats. Although I do need to lose a little bit of weight a little bit because I've been eating too much Kit Kats. No, I haven't. But like still, you know. Yeah, you got you got to stay. In, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to I'm trying to, you know, not really <laughs> go along with like any sort of strict thing, but I'm just trying to get like healthier, you know. If y'all don't know Michelle, Michelle's in re- Michelle's in really good shape and she's very skinny and she looks great. Well, I'm Thank a you. bloated motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Cry. I love how you just didn't expect me to just try. <laughs> my eyes like ex- my eyes like open so big. <laughs> <laughs> well, this well since um this um topic is actually by a viewer, which is kind of upsetting because we've only had five people suggesting topics, and it's actually been Natalie who suggested it. Her full thing Amazing. was what like what's like the tier list of like all candy bars and basically with a simplified version which candy bars are betas so yeah um i like that She's i like creative. i like how we both were definitely putting kit kat in like s tier which is absolutely absolutely oh yeah um I'm trying to think what else would be in s tier because because you know so much is good i think reese's I... I think reese's yeah I... the, okay, fun. The, the only reason oh so what is it Oh no, you're good. <laughs> Fun fact about Reese's. Um, when I was like eight, it was my birthday, and I was at my friend's house, and I ate about like thirty of those mini things. Not the mini ones, but like the standard like ones that you'd find in like the, the I don't know when you go trick or treating. Oh had, like, yeah, I like had, the little ones, like yeah, the little okay, ones. Okay, no, okay. I don't even know what they're called. I think they're, they're just called like the the bites that I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. They're not the Reese's pieces. I know what you're talking about though. No, yeah. yeah. Like the like the patties. I forgot. You know, did they go in did they come in like tin foil? Like Yeah, they yes. were so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I so I ate 30 of them and then <laughs> I broke out in hives like from head to toe. Um and apparently I am allergic to peanuts, but I don't think I am now because you can have grow that. Um so I don't know. I've just stayed away from them forever, but those are the best. Those are also, those are S tier for me. I think they also become S tier because you can mix them with any kind of like Literally thing. Anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like just the peanut butter chocolate combination, just they luckily got there first, you know? Yeah. So good. I'm, I'm trying it. Now I want some. Yeah. I can like feel it. I can like experience a Reese's bar right now. <laughs> experience a Reese's bar right now. I'm, I'm, manifesting it like like the taste of it and it's working a little bit <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh somebody's gonna clip that and take it the wrong way oh God. the listeners are, the people listening are gonna be like what <laughs> you know one of my famous or not my, my famous one of my commonly used sound effects is the porn hub um thing so funny i, I love that one i feel like there's gonna be a lot of them in this one <laughs> yeah no it's great everything <laughs> i have like this horrible horrible problem of making something sound very inappropriate but even not though even you're it. not knowing it yeah same yeah and no. then people 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 like say like or they just start snickering and i'm like well, what is so funny and they're like 
just say what you said again. And I say it and, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of snickering, what about Snickers? I I don't know. I think those are, for me, they might be like A. I'm not sure. Though. Peanut butter and chocolate or peanut and chocolate is good, but I don't know. The it's other ones just chocolate. Yeah, like caramel oh, chocolate. Oh yeah, is, caramel. caramel. Well, yeah, the, well, that's what a snicker is. So yeah. I mean, I kind of like it. Like, I think I like them better than Twix. That might be controversial, but that's no, actually, I don't know. Twix is good. I think I'd have to try a Snickers first, like to to really decide. Twix are a little too sweet. I don't know. Just all all the caramel on the inside and like the chocolates, like milk chocolate. So like it's just a lot at once, you know. And it's a weird texture. No, yeah. <laughs> Like, did, so you said you were growing up with Kit Kats. With me also, I was actually a basic bitch and did M&M's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I did like the mini, mini M&M's. Like, you yeah. Know, like the oh, really those, little oh, ones. those are so good. The ones in like the tube. Yeah. Oh, no. I miss those. They're, they hit so different. They do. <laughs> like, it's kind of crazy. I'm trying to think what's a really bad like candy bar that like I actually would just wouldn't have wouldn't have oh well that's a good question um because let's be honest there's no natural candy bars they're all processed uh they're all yeah but they're so good oh my god they're so good Um, i'm trying to think of one that's trash like what's a trash one (laughs) i mean i actually have grown accustomed to almond joys like i don't think i've had one whoa I think that in my mind when I was little, I was like, I'm not going to like them. And then I just never had them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've done that before with so many things. Yeah. I'm like, I, I will not like that. Like, it just, it, it does it, not appeal to it, me. Is there and any, I just never had it. <laughs> is there any food that like you still like have that? Like, oh, I don't think I'll like them. And then like, you just yeah, still it's have. Yeah, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. They, wow. they used to make a big deal about Brussels sprouts being gross. And then so I was just like, yeah, it's probably going to be gross to me too. So you've but never. had them. So you, did, did well, you I, never have JP Chop House Brussels sprouts? I did. They're kind of good. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is that I never tried a Brussels sprout until I had some JP Chop House and it was on accident. Really? It was on accident. If, if any I listeners, really, you did. I worked at Leaf and Ladle. I worked at the, um, the, oh. the salad shop, but then I would get moved to the other, to um, the Chop House whenever um, they needed people. So I, I was in charge of like the day you know that thanksgiving feast that tech has yeah, <laughs> yeah i, I, I just can't believe that. we're going to be mentioning west end for the second episode in the row <laughs> <laughs> not west end <laughs> but but yeah so yeah i've never worked to thanksgiving but i've been into one and it's it's chaotic for chop you see you see the best and worst in people yeah and yourself <laughs> It's that, but no. Onto my Brussels sprout story. It was actually on accident because I got a chicken and a salmon, and I asked for the wild rice, and then there was just some Brussels sprouts yeah. that came in, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh God, should I?" And then I just tasted <laughs> should it. Should I try this? And I was like, "And here's the thing: I didn't have like a reaction of like, oh, it was good. It was just meh." But um, yeah, it's not great. It's not. But it terrible. was. But it's been. I've been trying to expand my palate recently because i well i grew up like not having the most well thought out diet so like 
For, yeah. yeah, when I grew up, uh, my dad would be working at a restaurant and he would have to bring me and also my mom too because she worked at the oh, same yeah. restaurant and mm-hmm. I would have chicken nuggets almost every single day. Chicken. I love that. And I, I, I still love it. chicken nuggets. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Funny. age 15, getting up there in 250, you know, it started being, oh, can't do that yeah. anymore. Because like you yeah, know, it would be sense. chicken nuggets, whole pizzas. I used to, I used to oh. down a whole pizza. <laughs> How? Oh, it was, it was easy. Like, come on, give me a Pizza Hut thin crust. It'd be gone. I I'm not even lying. Right. It'd be gone in thirty minutes. I'm not even lying. Yeah, I'm a fast eater, and I also have like a bottomless stomach, so I can eat my way through anything. I don't know why I was shocked with the full pizza because I know I can do that. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of sad though. Well, with me, because like I have a very slow metabolism though. So really, yeah, it's it's sad. Oh. Well, because remember, I've been I've trained my body the entire time that I was a child. You're of right. Just You're eat, right. Eat, 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 eat. So nowadays, <laughs> when I eat like a donut, I feel like I've gained like ten pounds because my body was like, "Are y'all gonna have more?" And it's like expanding. It's like, no, I think I'm good. And it's oh, just, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah, I think my metabolism definitely has slowed since since high school. High school is like you could for me, I could like eat like anything and then never even feel that like I suddenly feel like <laughs> like just like gigantic like <laughs> you just never went like, you, you never know. figuratively and literally went oh shit <laughs> <laughs> no like I don't know I, it was so weird because like back then I, I would be able to do that like not feel it but now I feel it like I feel it, and then I'm like I can't eat for the rest of the day because I'm physically just like not even like physically like like sickly full but i'm just like full like so much food <laughs> yeah it, it's kind of crazy also because like the more i like started working out and taking care of my body and also it, it was kind of weird when i hit my like mentally ill phase like in between the years of high school because it would be like yeah. i would be working out and it's like oh i need to eat because i'm hungry and then i'd be like i don't want to eat today i'm That's me too, sad yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh the next day it's just like compound eating yeah because like you know you deprived yourself like on that day so the next day naturally you're gonna be like i need to eat i am wrap this yes but yeah no i don't know eating's always been a difficult thing for me just in general because i I, yeah. I i you know you hit stages where like you feel really good and then you just have you just like you know just like some food that like you haven't met in a while just comes yeah. over you know and it's just okay guess we go <laughs> round two and it's just a spiral down there oh at least that's how i was no i used i definitely used to be like that too it's very weird i feel like relationships with food is like are like always complicated you know um, what also affects food relationships what? in general <laughs> absolutely oh my god it depends on everything <laughs> i'm i'm so jealous of you and your boyfriend because like, why because it seems like y'all are like big eaters and we are big eaters yeah actually i think i am andrew's more i don't know he's a food science major or was because we graduated <laughs> <laughs> but um so he's he, he's a huge food person but i feel like i still have the bigger appetite like i'm constantly like let's eat food and he's like but we just did <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's kind of weird because i'm always like a fast eater so i'm always like if we ever plan a meal 
it's always like I'm the first one done and stuff like that. And Natalie really? always has like her appetite is like seasonal. Like you have three oh. months, you have you have three months where like she can eat so much and like <laughs> be fine with it. She's like, yeah, let's keep on going. And then like she takes two bites that like like one day and she's just like, I'm done. That's Can't so interesting. I didn't yeah. know it could be like cyclical like that. Yeah, but it's crazy. of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> you know what? Stuff like that. I know that's like so minuscule, but it just makes me feel like it's nothing really surprises me anymore until something else surprises me. And I'm like, well, I know I learned yeah. my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> whenever you say that, whenever you're like, nothing can surprise me now. Like I know everything. Something hits you and you're like, whoa. <laughs> It's like the definition of the beginning of 2020 world war three oh, oh, killer bees yeah. oh nope coven yep there you go we're done oh, the killer bees I, <laughs> that feels like a like years ago yeah right it's crazy 2020 so much happened that you could convince me that i don't i don't know 2020 was so action-packed that you know i feel like so many of the smaller things i've already forgotten about just because it all got lost into mayhem <laughs> yeah like like it's crazy to think that i feel like if this was like 2010 or 2011 the biggest news would have been like something that's actually like pop culture and stuff like that in my opinion that's all i remember yeah. from like that that time but like i don't know if you know but in 2020 i feel like we almost got hit with an asteroid i i could be wrong yeah. but i actually think that like that was actually one thing and people do, don't remember that Oh all. gosh, that's terrifying. Like a movie. <laughs> Armageddon. I mean, a lot of my poems um are kind of about the end of the world, you know, 2020. Um, this is so, so weird and like superstitious. But on December 31st of 2019, I was sitting there. It was in Andrew's living room because I visited him up in Pittsburgh. And I remember sitting there and I was like, I don't know. We were waiting for the 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 what's it called the, the ball, ball the drop. ball to drop. <laughs> I was like the bell. <laughs> no, but we were waiting for for the ball to drop, no. and in my head something flashed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I just realized like how like think about it. You're waiting for the new year for the ball yeah. to drop. Do you know how like crazy that actually sounds? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are people so obscure? <laughs> I've always thought too, like, why does it not rise? Like, isn't that more exciting <laughs> and uplifting instead of the ball dropping? Why doesn't it just like ascend into the into the sky and like explode? <laughs> just like doesn't I feel like a ball dropping is so depressing. It's just like, okay, like here are your hopes and dreams crashing to wow, that is <laughs> here's your resolutions that I know that you're going to break. Bam. Yeah, yeah, bam. They hit the sidewalk and explode uh. all over the people. <laughs> it's not confetti it's just like oil or something like that that just like just drips <laughs> it's a terrible like substance <laughs> yes, it's sad but anyway what happened december 31st 2019 oh wow yeah i got sidetracked no you're good um i was sitting there and in my mind i was like i had this weird gut feeling about the year and i i don't know i was i was feeling weirdly I guess like in tune with like everything going on. And in my mind, the, the one thing that flashed was like this year, the year that's coming ahead feels like it, it's going to be so, it's going to be different in a bad way. 
like, and I remember seeing these like weird images in my head that I couldn't shake. And it was kind of like apocalyptic. And then I remember I, I told Andrew that that night, I was like, I had this weird kind of vision right before, right before like the new year turned. And it was that 2020 was going to be like full of hardship, like not just for me, but like for the world. And then it happened. <laughs> but hey, it's wild. you technically were wrong because we did survive. So haha. We did survive. Yes. But I, oh my gosh, I, I, I predicted the apocalyptic feeling. And <laughs> for that, I'm like, what am I? <laughs> what I, I, kind of alien? I will be honest, it did feel apocalyptic, but like in hindsight, it really wasn't. Does that make really any wasn't. sense? It felt like a slow burn, like yeah, it was like a slow, slow burn. burner. Like it's like yeah, it it just felt weird because like of course like when everything happened, it felt apocalyptic, and like I understand that like everything that happened, the numbers were apocalyptic, but like yeah, it's kind of crazy because you know just with everything, it was just mixed with questions. It was mixed with everything. And if anything, it didn't feel like at the end of it, it didn't feel, I didn't feel like, oh, it, the apocalypse was on us, but we survived. It was kind of like an eye opener in a way yeah. of everything. I, yeah, it definitely made, I think, I, I think it made the majority of us like really actually have time to like sit down, you know, for the first time and like actually be present, you know, with with the world and with ourselves it's kind of like rare and i think the pandemic sort of like forced everyone to like really think you know or reevaluate or yeah because you were like i will i like you're sometimes like there were some points that you were like at the lowest lows and it was at, at 2020 and it's kind of like now it's like if you survive that you could probably like just try to do a lot of stuff and you know mm-hmm. you know it was just like it's in the past and it's just now I just feel more obligated to do the things I want to do now. Yeah, especially since we were all at home. You know, there's an obligation of like, what have I wanted to do for a while that I haven't done or haven't done in a long time, you know? And then you can actually have that time and explore it and experiment with it. And I feel like in a way that was probably like the gift of everything, you know, um, at least for me. No, yeah, of course, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Cause you know, yeah. one thing that I don't, one thing I did eat a lot during 2020 was Kit Kat bars. <laughs> no, I'm being honest. Kit Kats are like my all time, like, like, I'm so glad we agree on that. It makes so much sense. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's just like whenever you're having a bad day or just anything sweet, but Kit Kats just hit different. Like you, you'll never get some satisfaction with breaking off the pieces. Yeah, no, exactly. How it's do you, so, it, how do you eat your Kit Kats? Uh, I don't, I don't know if I have a specific way. I think I, I think I do snap them usually, except I feel like if I want them bad enough, I'll just like eat through the line. Just munch. Like, just munch. Yeah, I will just munch. It's like, it's freaky. Like it's like, I will just like destroy it and it, it looks disgusting. See, and I feel like that would bother a lot of people. See, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of weird with the way, like, it's, this is mainly on the ones that are like very little that come in their individual packaging. Okay. Like, the little mm-hmm. ones. Like it's about. Like, yeah. Yeah. The tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Like I eat the ends off. So it's just chocolate. And then like, <laughs> I, I know it's so weird, but like, 
if you eat the ends off, like before you get to the wafer, you actually get a good amount of chocolate. So I eat those ends part and I eat the sides because those are just chocolate too. And then I just eat the wafer sometimes if I just want to be really entertained. Wow. I need to try that. I feel like it would change the experience. I just, I have to try it at least once. Yes. You know what? You should like, send me like a video of like the Kit Kat of the experience you know, yeah. and, and I'll have a Kit Kat and I'll like do a demonstration of like how to yeah, do I, I, I kind of need a, I need a visual <laughs> <laughs> oh that's amazing oh my god it's already set 47 minutes really yeah we've been recording for 47 minutes it does not feel like it I feel like we're like not even halfway <laughs> <laughs> just like it's just a 10 minute conversation just like it going did not on. feel that long no yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's always fun. I think when you lose track of time with, with friends or like talking to people, it makes it, I don't know, it makes the conversation feel so natural and so good. More enjoyable. Because, you know, you, know, you yeah. know, those conversations that you had like in high school or even sometimes like during college, I feel like with college is less often because you could just see them, especially if you're on campus. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I loved the late night talks that i had with people even though i lost a lot of sleep it's just like it's just nice yeah being with being around people i think and and losing track of time i i know exactly what you're saying my roommates and i did this a lot over the past semester whenever we'd have breaks but we would stay up until 4 or 5 a.m just talking and losing losing track of time and losing sleep but just not even catching up like it was it was deeper than that just like kind of being the most genuine you know that you've ever been with people um I don't know I feel like that always tends to come like after after getting settled in the conversation yeah and just what's better than that you know like and it's kind of weird because even some of those conversations you kind of forget but like you kind of are glad to have them anyways because it kind of programs you to have those conversations more often which I like I do too mm-hmm. I love it I feel like it it it's so much better than like the go 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 of like just trying to I guess talk to everyone and spread yourself thin hey, I feel like when you can, how are you, you doing can... how was the last time I saw you yeah oh my god like, what did you do during class it's Ugh. it's so it's so like I don't know. There's a distance between it, but when you can, when you can kind of just be your real self and, and unwind with people, like it's so rewarding, you know, like you said, even if you don't remember um, exactly what you talked about, like you'll always remember like that you did it, maybe not the details, but it's a good memory. Yeah. Um, And it's kind of just interesting because like what's, what's nice about this is that we've talked about a lot about like positives that, that like had us like get through some, like things because like I I know like for me in general like you know conversations like that you know just like you know just like being able to like talk about like stuff fondly from like back then or like just now in general shows like a lot of growth of like people have as like a person stuff like that you know yeah you can get nostalgic for sure right it's nice to be nostalgic rather than like like feel like sad whenever you think about the past yeah because yeah for sure I'm obsessed I obsess over the past a lot that's just who I am and who I've always been and if you my my poetry is always about not always but predominantly about like looking backward and I guess reflecting that's like my thing um and it's so easy I think to get 
swept away in it. It's so, I don't know, like you, you romanticize the past a lot, like, but you know, it's all said and done. And it's kind of, and not only crazy. do you romanticize the past, but like you kind of cherish the future a little bit more because you do. For for example, I'll just use this and you know I'll be cringy. But like, yeah, the, the moments I feel like I'm gonna cherish a lot more than like, you know, what I did in high school or stuff like that. It's the first time I met Natalie and how we became yeah. in a like relationship. Because like Aww. you and you and Andrew have been together for what, two and a half, three years? Almost well, to almost two and a half, April of twenty nineteen. So so not so a little over two years, yeah. So a little over two years. Like I feel like moments like that and also just like moments like going to college and also just like being able to like succeed and stuff that like you're at this age you kind of cherish a little bit more because that's closer to like the person that you want to be for the rest of your life yeah the person that you're meant to become for sure you get closer and closer um until you're there but sometimes you won't even know that you're there i feel like i feel like you arrive at certain points and you know you never know when you're there until it's over that is so cheesy but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but like and uh but you could turn around and also say like there's also some bumps in the road that you don't even know what's gonna happen yeah. next mm-hmm. which is it's terrifying that's why i feel like the the past is a comfortable place for me to to live in um and it, it's something that i'm working on you know because i i don't know there's no point in in being afraid of the future really even though it's it's you know it's unpredictable but you know it's gonna happen the way it's gonna happen um and it's just you know it's a matter of of figuring it out and and getting there which is such a weird like uncharted unmapped um like journey yeah and i feel like that's just something that we kind of just highlight in this like whole thing like just even though the like you know where like how we started or how we ended it's just like it's all about like just like a journey of like just like going through like past things and looking to the future reflecting on the present and just like right you know just being able to be there and being able to be here right now just doing things not even that you love but just doing it like as an action so yeah well yeah one thing i would like to say is that you know at the end of every you know recording that we have i would like to give the floor to you to shout out anything that you want but i'm pretty sure that you want to shout out a pretty big thing <laughs> <laughs> ow oh i just fell <laughs> oh no <laughs> the pressure got to her finally <laughs> yeah so wait so what am i supposed to do here do, do you want to promote your book you got it i wrote a book <laughs> everybody <laughs> and it's called it's called cul-de-sac angels and it's something that i've been working on for eight and a half years total um and it is available for purchase through amazon um and hopefully other platforms soon and i would be so excited if you would be compelled to read it um it's a lot it's a lot of I guess, stories and snippets of my life. And it's a lot of mythology, um, like personal, personal and deep and painful things. Um, And I always joke to my friends like, haha, I'm capitalizing off of my pain, even though I'm not, you know, it's, it's just my way of um, 
learning, learning myself and learning other people and how I fit into the world. Um, and the fact that people actually love reading what I put out is insane to me. Um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. Cause I never really would have thought that like any of this would matter to anyone but me. Um, and now it does in a small yet powerful way. And that is such, that's such a gift. It's a, it's so amazing. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I know. And I'm very happy for you. And I also Thank you. really would like to encourage people to check out this book. Um, not only am I excited to get into it more deeply, but I, me and also just people that I, me and Michelle are connected to, like just have seen the journey that it has gone through. And I'm not one to, you know, just like make final judgments about something, but I guarantee it's going to be amazing. Like if you don't, <laughs> the, like the little things I know about Michelle is that like how, like think of how determined you have to be to actually write your own book. And not only that, but write your own book during college and trying to just do everything with that. And it's just amazing. So you're not only <laughs> just getting a, you, well, you're not only just getting a book from like, you know, just somebody who's like gifted in writing. You're also getting from a person who has a very intricate mind and also is very determined. So please go check Aww. out Kodasak. Oh yeah, no problem. But yes, please <laughs> check out Kodasak Angels if you can. Again, on Amazon. Again, Michelle Garcia, Mrs. Top 10 Women in Poetry <laughs> bestsellers right now. Sorry, I got to add that because I just think that's so cool. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing to hear. I've been like thinking about just, I don't know, I don't know, putting something into the world and now it's there and I'm I'm just baffled by it still. Know, and you know, I don't know what's coming next. We'll see. It's always fun to imagine. <laughs> I definitely want to write something new, but right now I am in the process of collecting new experiences. <laughs> so it'll be a long time coming. Exactly. No, that's cool. Right. And also, if you guys want to know more information or just like any way to contact Michelle about how to get the book, I will also leave a link to her Instagram and anything she wants to share also in the description of this oh, podcast. So, cool. so yeah, please go check that friends. out. <laughs> Let's be friends if we aren't friends already. That's the thing. Gosh. <laughs> um, but is there anything that you also like to shout out just for anything or just a book? Yeah, no, I just want to say thank you to everyone, to you for inviting me onto your cool little winging it project. Um, yeah, and you and are also, welcome anytime as well. Oh, I'm so excited. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll roll up again one day and, and talk to you guys about my life. <laughs> no. Get so into funny. the darker stuff. <laughs> Let's get into the, the stuff that you can read in my book. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh it will be no, here for eight hours <laughs> yeah we'll just be here yeah i'll get i'll i'll, I'll analyze every single poem for <laughs> no that would literally take the rest of ever <laughs> so michelle how did you just life <laughs> how? how explain it right now <laughs> <laughs> well again i keep on saying this but i would like to say thank you for doing this recording and i would like to thank everybody who's been listening so like i always say wherever you are whenever you are listening to in the morning in the evening or the afternoon i just like to say y'all have a great rest of your day and goodbye bye